I just love that Russell had his Kool-Aid man moment. He broke through that wall and got the crowd chanting, oh, yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, that you know that's his thing. I mean, he finds a way. He breaks through the walls and just somehow manages to notch it in. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode... We are going to be talking about our first ever match against Miami FC, a 1-0 win, a really great way to end the regular season, not just with the win, but also ending it in first place in the West and second place overall when you uh, tally East and West. So upcoming opponent, New Mexico, next Saturday. Tickets still available. Game starts at 7 p.m. So get them while they're here because uh, it might be a sold-out game, y'all. So uh, make sure you have your tickets ready for the Saturday's game um, again quarterfinals or uh, if you want to technically count them as round of 16 since uh, the the West finals technically more of a semi-final game but still it's a final game in the West so anyhow let's go ahead and introduce our two co-hosts here as usual Sharon and Jared uh, first let's go all the way over to Elk Grove with Sharon how's it going Sharon hi I'm go I'm doing good uh Yep, I you know I was so looking forward to seeing Messi on Saturday night, you know, and I have to say that Connor Sutton pulled the ultimate prank uh, by having a buddy of his uh, fake as though he was there to see Messi, uh, and it was just perfect. Connor did a great job; it was so good, and that was that was almost like the mini highlight of the night until Russell. And Nick Ross, the boss, got together. So I'm looking forward to chatting a little bit about the game and just being thankful for being alive. Jared. Uh, this was definitely one of the best weekends uh, in, in quite some time. I mean, not only do Republic FC secure the number one ranking as well as, you know, going out on, on a high note for the regular season, but also those New York Jets, yes. We got the win, but I cannot wait to talk about this match. And I'm also looking forward to this weekend's coming match against uh, New Mexico so we can get some uh, hatch green chilies roasted both on the field and off. How about you, Luis? Doing good. Again, the, the team actually ended up with a really great win in this last game of the season. It's a shame for our good friend Joaquin Rivas, who we just had on the podcast, because, you know, they, they were in playoffs for a good chunk of the game and... You know, that's just how these things go, right? I mean, sometimes it all ends up to the last game of the season. And, you know, we, we had to get the win on our side because we had to uh, secure overall second place. And and so now, basically, we're going to be hosting all the games up until the West final. And then main final, should we get there, it's TBD. If Pittsburgh wins, then the final's in Pittsburgh. So there's that. But at least Tampa Bay below us. We are right there. And and as I said on a post too, I mean, we I'm already proud of the team, right? Whatever happens on Saturday, you know, happens, right? We know playoffs is like a whole different tournament in its own. And you might have been first, but once you're in that game, it doesn't matter whether you were first or last, one bad night and, and you're out, right? So I just want to say we're just really proud of the team. We're proud for, of their efforts this season and you know, it's been a while since we've seen a team end a season in first place in the West. And and not just, you know, end it first place, but end it with the squad that really understands each other well. And 
you know, has definitely the arguments to uh, make it far into playoffs. So just a, a huge congratulations to the team for a, an awesome regular season. You know, speaking of which, I have to echo the sentiment about it was great seeing Joaquin Rivas and it's too bad both teams couldn't have won. You know, like, why did we have to play each other when Miami had so much on the line, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and that was that. So, and Detroit becoming momentary fans of Sac Republic, right? Jared, that was a pretty good meme of yours, dude. It was awesome. Like, they could care less about Sacramento, though. Weren't they the ones that kind of stole our jersey last year? Yeah. So they were already fans of us for a while. <laughs> yeah, they looked, They had the burgundy jersey with the stripe. That's the other meme I forgot to bring, bring up. The old uh, family guy one. Talking talk about one of us needs to change. <laughs> <laughs> one of us needs to change, and it's not us. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so... So on that note, you know, Luis Rivas, uh, Luis Rivas, <laughs> Luis Felipe, <laughs> Luis Urbano, and Joaquin uh, Rivas on my mind. Okay. <laughs> that, that was the name of a, of a friend of mine in middle school, though. So, uh, oh, I, Luis Rivas? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're both, eh, never mind. I'm not going to even say what I was going to say because that's, yeah, not appropriate. So. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's appropriate, but I don't want to be that girl, you know? <laughs> yeah, because never mind, never mind, never mind. Dang, Tiffany Rodman, or Trinity Rodman got a red card over the weekend. Just thought I'd throw that one in there just to change the subject. <laughs> anyway, to keep to keep from digging deeper. <laughs> I, was, I was headed straight down the, the hole. I had three shovels going. <laughs> and somebody, a little light bulb flashed in my head. Talk about Trinity Rodman and her red card. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't like her as a player. I think she's a fabulous player. Okay, let's get back to Sacramento. <laughs> Although, you know, having Dennis Rodman's daughter in the, you know, on the women's national team is just like, that's just killer, you know, because she's only going to get better and more stellar. Okay, enough, Trinity Rodman. I think I, I'm out of the hole. Okay. <laughs> All right, Sharon, you do us honors to present your segment here. And now one of my favorite segments, Glosses of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some galazas of gratitude. So I, I, I've got to jump in. There's just a lot for me to be grateful for. And I know you guys have, have yours as well. Last week, my mom moved and uh, she's out of her house and she's into, she lives, I biked over to her house today, her little apartment. And I think it only took me 15 minutes to bike over to see her. And that was with traffic and crossing a couple streets. And it's just so convenient for me to go and, and visit her. I hope that that'll improve my fitness uh, you know, thing. So I have to thank all the people that were instrumental in getting her moved and to thank her herself for staying with it and not giving up. And I mean, when you're 93 years old and you're moving out of a place you've been in for 22 years, man, I, I just give her all the grace in the world for getting it done and getting the move taken care of and the people that were helping hands. And then to all the people that were supporting me because I had a couple little mini breakdowns, um, you know, just because it was a lot of stress on, on me, you know, and I, I got to thank a lot of people, you know, Tina Jane, 
uh, you know, just to, for the hugs, Lynn and Laurie, I, I got massive amount of just support that I didn't realize I needed until I needed it. So really appreciate that. And anybody who wants to give me a hug, be prepared for me to break into instant tears. So there you go. Um, moving on. That's kind of my gloss of gratitude. All right. Well, definitely a, a big wild of gratitude for, for everyone helping me out, Sharon, on that. I mean, de- definitely a great support network that, that we've grown, uh, I mean, even out, outside the uh, the soccer field. So great to hear that, that everyone there that was able to help out. Uh, also, a big uh, gloss of gratitude for, to uh, Republic FC. Uh, as a title of recording, this is the uh, start of the week of, of uh, volunteering. Uh, so far, I've already, already seen folks like uh, Jane and Rosa help out uh, with uh, one of the local food banks. Uh, my, I really wish there was uh, some way I could help out because, I mean, anytime I volunteer, you know, I just get get me a particular song from from uh, Orbital on, and then I'm like a machine to, to help out any way that I can. So if you're scheduled to help out with the volunteering, definitely big uh, glosses of gratitude to y'all. I mean, the community will definitely appreciate it. And of course, also causes of gratitude to, once again, uh, quickly New York Jets for, for winning, giving the Eagles their first ever loss against us. So love that as well. So this has definitely been a great weekend. Uh, those are some of my big ones that I have. What about you, Luis? Yeah, thanks, Jared. I think for Michael, also gratitude. First of all, echoing the same thing that you said, Jared. Shout out to everyone who helped share now and I've said it here before, I'll keep saying it over and over again. We're more than just a podcast show, and we've been able to uh, grow a community here as well. So anyone who doesn't feel a part of it, hey, we welcome you to it. But we want to meet new people, especially because we know a lot of you listen to the show. We got the chance to see a lot of new names come through through our uh, competition that we did last week, which, again, thank you so much to everyone who sent us that phrase. That was really awesome. And congratulations to the five winners. It was nice to see you guys sending us a message and, you know, just things that we greatly appreciate that. And and again, thank you for everyone who uh, did that to, for sharing there. And then one more actually goes out to John. So it turns out that he actually had some tickets given to him. Pretty good section. Originally, I had actually bought some tickets over on the end line side and he offered them to me. And even though I already had two more, I know who's getting those. I'm not even going to sell them. I'm going to actually give them to someone. And it's just really awesome that he offered those to us. And I'm really going to be able to enjoy the game (laughs) over there next to Sharon's section and be able to be much closer to all the action on that side. So thank you so much. Those tickets, I know they're really expensive. So (laughs) I really appreciate being able to sit on that side, especially for a playoff game too. All right, y'all. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this game that we witnessed uh, last Saturday, Sacramento against uh, Miami. The first time Miami comes to town, quite an epic trip for them, I think, to like make it all the way down from South Florida down over here to Sacramento. And I don't know what you guys thought, but in my opinion, I mean, the both teams had something to play for, right? We knew heading into it, there could be a possibility that both teams aren't really going to have much to play for because they're all going to be either, you know, already in playoffs or in our case, already in second place and nothing would change that. But it was the other way around, right? We had to win, get second place. Miami had to maintain the tie to make it through or get a win. And the way I saw Miami, it looked like, especially at the beginning of the second half, they were being really precautious. I think as the time went on, they realized 
we could probably play for a tie and have a few opportunities. I mean, they did have their their chances as well, but it seemed like for most of the game, they were being really cautious, which, you know, I, I get it. I think if it would have been Sacramento, it probably would have been like, yeah, maybe attack a little bit more because when you're a little precautious, especially playing away, that, that's a little bit challenging, I think, on, on their side. What do you guys think overall of the match? Well, honestly, I didn't. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Miami. But I didn't think they were that good. And I don't know that they were being cautious. I think that we just played, we played our game. And, you know, the match was pretty much in our attacking half. And I mean, the half, you know, the half field and our attacking third. There were some moments where, you know, Danny had to come up with some saves and our, our defenders had to go to work. But it really, you know, if it wasn't for Aldair and Jack, I mean, they were generating a lot of play. I was seeing, I just don't think Miami is really that good, guys. You know, to be fair, I, I love certain of their, they had like three or four players that were decent. You know, Joaquin Rivas, of course, being one of them. But to to be honest, I I think we were like, way better and i'd like to look at the stat board i don't know if you've pulled the stats yet for that game it the the stats kind of lie because of of how we capitalize on our our possession when we do have it and you know when we do get in front of the goal we're really dangerous we're really lethal with the crossing and over and over and over again we were getting the ball very quickly forward and crossing the ball in and you know we gave them a lot to do in the in you know their defensive third but if you look at our pass accuracy our pass accuracy is is pretty darn good this time at 81 percent pass accuracy so at the end of the day honestly i just think i think we're the we're the better team 15 shots four on target to their four shots we just didn't let them we didn't let them get all the way in we didn't let them do what they wanted to do. Yeah, they were dangerous a couple of times, but nothing we couldn't handle. So, Jared, what do you think? Well, I'm sure Miami was was wishing we had Bobby Shuttleworth back on the roster. I mean, that probably would have made it more of an even game. But uh, I definitely cannot discount uh, Joaquin Rivas. And once again, thank you again, Joaquin, for appearing in our, our show last week. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, Joaquin was definitely putting in his worth on the field. But uh, I think uh, Miami could have used about maybe three or five more uh, Joaquins on the field. You know, I mean, the stats on here, you know, they, they can be a little mi- misjudging, seeing as it says possession and fouls were kind of even heel. But, you know, we the fact that we had, you know, the eventual gold glove winner on our side, as well as a hungry squad, I mean, we just were able to, show that we wanted it more granted yes the only thing we really truly had to play for in this match was hosting priority over tampa bay but you know what that's that's going to be crucial for us so we had to to perform especially the fact that we were at a home match miami fc like possibly earlier on this season if this match was earlier on in the year probably would have been a different result but still you know miami definitely gave it the good push but you know, there's only so much that can be done, especially when you have the, the shots right there, 15 to four Republic FC to Miami. You know, that's going to speak volumes right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> drastic difference between uh, both squads. And I think the possession part, I mean, they had the possession slightly above us, but they didn't really do anything with it. Right. Like Shen was saying, the ball was mainly on their side of the field and 
we, we had a lot more opportunities. So if anything, they got the ball and they really didn't go too much up front too. But Joaquin actually did have an opportunity that, that I remember. So he, he could have had a goal, right? Just as we were a little worried about too, but ended up not happening too. And we know none of us got the prediction right in our contest and all that. So I was a little surprised. I thought that we were going to see a game that would be a little more even. And I know the score lying makes it seem like it's even, but yeah, I mean, we look at the shots, all that. This game really should have been more of a 3-0, maybe even 4-0. I'm sorry, Joaquin. <laughs> we had the chances. We had opportunities that hit the crossbar. Now, the one I want to talk about, speaking of opportunities that hit the crossbar, and I want to hear Sharon, what everyone felt right there on the pitch, the free kick by Rodrigo Lopez. And we had just been talking about it with Joaquin Rivas in the interview, funny enough. But they let Roro take a free kick. It hits the crossbar. What were you guys thinking when you saw the ball and you thought it would go in? <laughs> All I could think of was we were just talking about how deadly Joaquin's left foot was. And then Roro's right foot comes into play. And it was like he was unfreaking marked, right? And oh, sorry, on the free kick. He had a few shots. Of course, we all kind of cringe. Because, you know, we just don't want him to overexert the hips. But, you know, he's fine. He's fine. But he, the, the the man is incredibly, takes his chances really easily and it, it really quickly. And he take he he sets himself up nicely. It's funny because we were arguing. We were trying to figure out who, because there were a couple guys standing over the ball. And so my sis and I were kind of arguing initially before he took it. It's like, well, who's going to take it? Who's going to take it? And then he steps up and takes it. Right, because you just never know. You've got Luis Felipe standing right there. You know, it's like, okay, well, who's taking it? So this was this was classic row, right? And look at how, yeah, it, our two attackers that were standing side by side split open so that the ball could go in. And, and it's hard for the keeper to see the way that we set up on this one. It's nice to see the replay. You can even see their wall kind of trying to peek around Russell and Nick to see where Roro was and see where the ball was going. But, hey, that crossbar was their best friend that time. <laughs> but, hey, I'm trying to remember if anybody picked – nobody picked Roro to score first, and I picked Zico to score first. You guys actually picked the winner to score first. So, you know, anyhow, we'll get to that later on. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, Roro – you know, one thing I do want to mention, because I, of course, I, I didn't get the chance to, to go to the game on Saturday. And hearing the commentators, they mentioned something interesting, right? That I know we've been seeing other guys do the free kicks and Roro hasn't had that many free kick opportunities, I think, this season. Could it also be a strategy that might be implemented to where our rivals won't even know who's going to do the free kick? And maybe this is a sign that, hey, it might be Roro. That might be doing more of the free kicks and people might not even expect it since they, they're used to seeing other guys do that. That could be. I'm starting to think that our crossbars are uh, sponsoring Sesame Street, given the uh, letter of the day, F as in. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we yelled that, or at least me, you know, trying to keep it family friendly? I mean, with every single opportunity that we have that somehow it's just the right spot of the crossbar and either goes sailing wide right or left or gets uh, bumped over into the TBB section. But aside from that result, I mean, this is a great setup for Roro. I was really hoping that he would somehow just get it maybe a few centimeters different and that would have put us up with a one nothing. 
course, granted, if that happened, neither of us have got, got points for the goal. But either way, I, I, I miss seeing Roro with, with the free kicks. I mean, we know eight or nine times out of ten, you know, that's a short goal. It's just fortunately happened to be that one in ten. But uh, still, we, we know the man's deadly when it comes to free kicks or set pieces. So, yeah, would have been nice if things were a little bit different, but sometimes it's out of our hands, out of Roro's hands as, as well. So either way, we move on. I would have been okay with losing a point. I mean, just to see that happen and, and to see him get another goal, it's like, give the man a goal, heading into playoffs or in playoff time as well. Like, he's he's hungry. We saw it in this match. Thankfully, coach gave him the opportunity to start the match as well. And not just that, but gave him the captain, captain armband too as well. All that was really great. And I, I think you could see it in him because he had a few shots in the match here along, you know, this shot that he had here and... You know, he doesn't get that many opportunities. The commentator said it as well, too, that, you know, he, he's not the rower that he used to be before, where he was more uh, up front at goal. Right now, he's more of a, like, set-piece taker and more of, like, midfield player with not so many opportunities, right? Especially since we have Russell up front and Luther and a few other guys there. So whenever he gets a chance to score a goal, it's typically in this fashion, right? And then a set-piece, whether it's a free kick or a, a penalty kick, so... I'm just saying, next time we get another penalty kick, give it to the man because he needs a he goal. Is hung- <laughs> he is hungry, and not just for ceviche. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's always a thing of his there. But, yeah, like I said, first half, plenty of opportunities. Second half came through, and I'm going to say it again because it happened again. Coach did the subs early on. Luther got subbed in. And unfortunately for Luther, though, he gets a yellow card, I think, what, like less than a minute into getting <laughs> subbed in. I think, I don't know, I think Luther went in with a little too high energy <laughs> when he got subbed in, but that, that was a little reckless challenge there on his part. Thankfully, ref just called it a yellow there, but <laughs> I, I think he he went in a little too hungry to score the goal there in, in this case. And sadly, he didn't get it again. It would have been awesome to see a, a third consecutive match uh, <laughs> coming off the bench and scoring the goal there. But, I mean, this is just, like, the level of energy that our players have, right? They get subbed in, and I'm not saying always, like, full of, like, tackle like that, but, hey, we were tied in the match. The players clearly wanted to win. They wanted to end the regular season with the win, heading into playoff time as well, and they did that. They they did a really good showing on, on their side, and, and I think I'm really thankful of that because any other team take away the second place thing and all that too, right? We were already first place in the West. All that's already defined. Any other team could have just like been a little more relaxed and been like, you know what? Let's play with some of our like bench players. Make sure we don't get any injuries. Give the guys a few more rests so that way they're feeling at their best, I think, come playoff time. But coach was like, I'm not doing that. We want to win the match. And the players just never gave up, right? I mean, if Miami thought we were going to give them a break because we already qualified, that that just didn't happen. Yeah, we talked about that, uh, you know, even with Luis, Luis, Jesus, um, <laughs> Joaquin. <laughs> we someday we will have Luis Felipe on our podcast. You know, we'll we'll, we'll get him on. But yeah, no, we t- <laughs> we we did talk about this. You know, we did talk about what's at stake, and we were chatting in our behind the scenes chat about yeah, is the coach just going to throw in the towel and just like you said, rest a bunch of guys and rotate? No, he didn't. I mean, granted, Keko wasn't starting. Dami wasn't starting. Faraday is still getting better. And there was another player that, that was riding the pine, so to speak. 
away from, they were actually all in VIP. It was kind of cute running into them all over there, but Oh yeah. Seba, Seba, I think Seba didn't play. Mm. He was, he was, he was away, but we had a, our bench. I'd take our bench any day. You know, mm. we've got Arnold, you know, I'm glad he had a chance to just kind of take a break and watch how Luis Felipe and Nick Ross have been working together. They're really slick. Those two have figured out some stuff with Roro on the field. Now that was pretty cool. I'm still looking to see Christian, you know, are we just going to dribble into traffic and, you know, and, and, but I mean, he did have some, he did have some good moments. I, I did appreciate what he was doing, but he was one of the early guys to get subbed out. It was funny. You mentioned that Luther picking up a yellow card right away. He knows he's a super sub. He's going to do whatever it <laughs> takes, but I'll tell you what that referee I'm with John you know, John kind of alluded to what the official was going to do ahead of time that he actually does enjoy pulling cards or he does uh, caution. There's a lot of cautioning. There were some things out there that weren't things, you know, we were kind of watching the replay up on the big board and it's kind of like, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a foul. That dude just kind of fell. He tripped on his own <laughs> feet. He tripped on, you know, a blade of grass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give him that because sometimes our field is 90%. Okay. 10% really crappy in spots. But yeah, so, but at the end of the day, you know, we pulled it out. We got the win so that we are ahead of Tampa Bay. And Jared, I love your bracket, man. It's a dream bracket. I <laughs> want it to come true so bad, you know, like you predicted, but we shall see. Everything is in the fate of what every player can do. And like I said in our chat, can we just skip to the good part and just have the trophy? <laughs> I don't want you to go through the thing. There's anxiety, you know? Yeah. And, I know the guys every day are waking up thinking, I got, you know, it's like, it's one and done, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you're, you're either moving on or you're not. And our guys have a good feel for this because they did this all through open cup. You know, the people like Luis Felipe, he's Mr. One and done kind of guy. You know, I will play says Luis Felipe. I am not giving up. I'm saying his name a lot right tonight in this <laughs> podcast. There's a lot of Luis Felipe out there. Maybe I should, focus on some other name like, oh, Jared Timmer or, you know, Connor Donovan or Shane Weed had a stellar game. Did you guys see his game? Yeah. Yeah. He did well. Yeah. He did. He did He's well. been having a big improvement, I think, since, you know, earlier in the season, there were a few mistakes made and I was a little harsh at times. But yeah, I mean, everything's all tying up together to at the right time, right? You want all, everyone to be at their top level at this time here. But yeah. Everyone knows their job. Everybody knows what their job is on the field. Everyone knows their job. And I think Jared Timmer has finally opened his effing mouth. I don't know. You know, last time you didn't catch the bloops, but this time I didn't say it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that. Yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be a lot of anxiety. You're right. I mean, with the players, with us, the fans are there watching the game. We've experienced that, like you mentioned, in the open cup as well. But I think if there's something that can help them ease the anxiety as was different last year is that this year they pretty much have a almost complete home playoff season of sorts right unless we get to the final and again pittsburgh happens to be there but at least in the road to the usl cup final everything could be at home so the players should be driven by that right i'm sure we're gonna have a packed house if we continue to move on and that's great. I mean, that's a good advantage, too. So the players should get driven by that. People should be loud. We need to put pressure on 
whatever team we're playing against, should we move on as well? And and just, you know, do do our part out there in the stands. So and also I do want to take partial responsibility for Luther getting his yellow. I mean, probably probably because of the fact that I, I've been ramping him up uh, over the past few weeks as uh, some of you that listen to the podcast uh, can pretty much recall as well as uh, those that have seen my, my social media feeds. So I don't know, maybe I should rate it in a little bit so that way he's a little bit more cautious of me. Or the other part of me says, you know what? Just keep hyping him up. You know, he's doing he's doing good. He already knows his agenda. Get self done, score, put Republic on the lead, get paid. You know, that kind of thing. So <laughs> I, I take a little bit of uh, responsibility for that. And as far as the uh, bracket I set up, uh, as Sharon mentioned, our buddy Kaler over in Birmingham, you know, I would I would love if if y'all end up uh, getting further in the playoffs, but I just don't see it happening. But if y'all could beat Pittsburgh, if I, if memory serves me right, as far as who they're playing, that would be most appreciative. And the first two pub subs are on me if that happens. But uh, <laughs> but just to kind of echo off on what uh, Luis was saying, I mean, what better carrot on the stick would it be to have? all the playoffs at home, including the final. So we just, boys, they just keep this up, keep winning. I mean, how great would it be to have another cup final at Hard Health Park? But I know we're getting a little bit ahead. we got to focus on what's coming up this Saturday. But this time it's not me getting ahead. So y'all don't put the limb on me. No. <laughs> but yeah, in case you guys missed Jared's bracket that he shared on the Sacramento Soccer Fans Group, he has the finals being Sac Republic against Tampa Bay. So we'd be playing against the, the USL's favorite team, <laughs> that, that team. But again, it would happen at Sac. And how critical would this match that we're talking about be if that ends up happening, right? <laughs> we'll be like, Russell, thanks to you, that happened. Of course, game by game and, and all that too. But speaking of Russell, let's talk about the goal. The only goal that was scored in this match by the man himself, the leading goal scorer for Sac Republic this season. And I would even say one of the best purchases that we've had in a while, right? Out of all the player transfers. And I mean, we've had great defenders. Don't get me wrong in other positions as well, right? But I know we we highlight the goal scorers sometimes here. But he's made such a difference. There's been a lot of games where like we've gotten the valuable points thanks to him, right? He's His goals have given us a lot of points and... We maybe wouldn't have ended in first place if it wasn't for him. And and we surely wouldn't have ended in second place if it wasn't for him because of this match here. Play starts with uh, Roro giving a really good pass over to Nick Ross, the boss. And Nick Ross, we've known him as being an assister here, right? He hasn't had as many assists as other guys like Jack or Keiko have this season. But man, he plays that as like, but man, he plays that cross perfectly to where Russell just came through. And we know that Russell... He might not be as tall as maybe like a Luther or like a Luis Felipe, but man, the guy knows how to jump and he knows where to be at whenever those crosses come through. And that's exactly what he did, right? He got ahead of the defender, got the goal right there. And there you go. One more goal for the highlight reel of Russell there. And that goal actually puts him at 15 goals total in regular season. So what the, what kind of, what season, right? I think it's been a while since we've had a player reach that amount of goals, right? He just slipped right in. He just literally just slipped right in. He knew exactly what his job was. And the keeper froze. If you looked at the keeper, 
the keeper made one step forward, like, oh, I'm going to go punch that out. And then all of a sudden he sees what's really coming at him and he froze, which to our benefit, we did not. You know, our guy just said, screw this. I'm just going to run through a brick wall for this. You know, he's he's he did his job. Russell Cicerone knew what knew what his assignment was and he did it. And Russell's just not scared of going into the ball, right? How many times has he like put his body in the line and been like, I'm getting this goal. I don't care what yeah. happens. <laughs> I'm going right to it. Yeah. A lot of our guys are not afraid. If you if you look at all the box play that we've had and all the times we've you had some set pieces, all the corner kicks that we've earned because we've <laughs> earned the corner kicks, mm. right? Our guys are not afraid to crash the box. But to have a guy like Russell, that was phenomenal. Really appreciated that. I just love that Russell had his Kool-Aid man moment. He broke through that wall and got the crowd chanting, oh, yeah. But then again, you know, that you know that's his thing. I mean, he finds a way. He breaks through the walls and just somehow manages to notch it in. But then again, also, also I mean, there's a lot of other Republic of C players that do the same as well. I mean, this was but this was the one that we needed at that time. And, you know, there, there's a reason why he was in the golden boot race. I mean, it kind of sucked that, that – there wasn't a lot more goals to add on to that, but you know what? To, to us, that works perfectly fine. So great, great effort by Russell as well as Nick Ross for getting the assist in. He knew uh, Nick exactly placed it perfectly for him. So beautiful, beautiful goal on that. Great comparison to the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> I think he's, he's going to be jet. He's going to have a new nickname now. I think. <laughs> We're sorry, Russell. But it's but I mean it really goes to speak to the kind of guy he is too. I just mentioned that too, right? So <laughs> Russell, the Kool Aid to Cerrone. I think it's got a, a good ring to it. Yeah, I think you may have just uh, discovered a, a really good nickname for him, <laughs> Jared. It only took us uh, thirty-four games, but Russell's finally got a, a cool nickname that like goes with the the kind of player he is too, right? <laughs> Throwing himself at the ball and getting the goals in for us. But that was it, right? Just a 1-0 scoreline right there. That's that's all we needed to get the three points and to secure an overall second-place spot here that puts us at, at a really good place here in the end of the season. And not just that, but we end the season with a, a win, which hasn't always happened, right? I could think to other years where we didn't end with the win and, and then you kind of go into playoffs not having that. And it's it's a little tough not having that with you heading into that, but... Looking at the standings, of course, we finished in first place, but something that made a lot of us happy, including probably a lot of you listening as well, unless you're a fan of this team, but Uncle Ruckus FC, just as we were all really hoping, we knew this would happen <laughs> heading into the match, they dropped from being in second place to not being in fourth place. Two positions Mid. dropped. <laughs> Mid. <laughs> Can and, you say the uh, part? Can you say the part over again about how we're in what place in the West? We're in what? We're, we're in first place in the West, and not only that, but say it again. Wait, wait, wait. Say say that one more time for the, those in the back. First place in the West with the seven point get it seven point differential between us and second and third Orange County in San Diego. Seven point differential. It wasn't one point. It wasn't a tie with the tiebreaker rule applied. It was a clear, defined first place in the West. With a so how many point differential? One more seven time. points. Seven point differential from oh. second and third. Eight point differential from Uncle Ruckus FC. Huh. Wow. Now, 
Now, I know I'm just a little ways away from, from Phoenix Raceway, but that's what we call in the industry getting gapped. When we gap that, that many teams as far as goal difference. So we we had a, a comfortable league. So, you know, we, we could have kicked back in the VIP, but now we decided, you know what, let's put the put to the middle. Let's get this done. And obviously, that's what happened here. So love, love, loving the standings right now, especially old number four, old mid. <laughs> uh, and only that too right but in the event that uh, like we don't move on beyond they, they're in fourth place right so if oc or san diego make it to the final guess what finals not in san antonio finals in california so top three teams in california there's a higher likelihood that it could it's, be yeah so. it's pretty cool so so, so focus we have to fo- not us the team we mm-hmm. have to focus on the weaknesses of new mexico and exploit them. We, we, there, yeah, this is going to be a game. If you haven't gone to a playoff match, if you haven't gone to an open cup match, this is going to feel a lot like that, where it's going to feel like life and death. And there's going to be a lot of ticky tacky fouls. There's going to be a lot of slide tackling. I bet you mm-hmm. there's going to be more than three or five yellow cards, mm-hmm. you know, all together. There's, it's going to be brutal. There's, there's going to be, it's, We've seen matches like this and playoff matches, and mm-hmm. they are brutal. They're brutal. The guys, every team, every move, everything is calculated, and nobody gets to sleep on the ball. You, mm-hmm. There's no resting in a mm-hmm. playoff match. You know, if you're caught resting, you'll probably get sub. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, or not focusing or concentrating on the field. I mean, you don't want to play tight. You want to still play with joy. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, this is it. This is it. If mm-hmm. we – we have to win. There's just no, that anxiety thing starts to kick into all the fans that know what this means, you know, and that whole feeling of we, we're going to do this. We're just going to, we got to do this. That's, that's hitting right now. We've got to think back to the first time that we met this season in New Mexico and Republic FC. We got to remember that the fact that we lost three, nothing, we need to, Take all that negativity and get deep into New Mexico's head. We need to uh, legally trick them. We need to to psych them out to the point where they end up throwing Mountain Mike's pizzas on, on top of roofs. You know, to, to to break that bad and just totally up in New Mexico. I mean, yes, we tied in a scoreless draw the second time. We need to get better than that. We need to be all up in here against New Mexico to take them out so that way we can move on to the next round because it doesn't get much easier once we get past the quarterfinals. And I do hope we get to the semifinals, but we have to get inside New Mexico, get them off their game. Yeah, and we have to use inspiration from last year's team. And some of the guys who are on this squad were in last year's team. Because you guys recall last year in the same instance, we played against New Mexico at home. So we're getting a repetition of last year. And that was a 2-0 score in a game that, you know, we clearly deserve to win, move forward and all that. So hopefully they they remember that. Remember that we've already played against this team at home and that, you know, we've beat them already in the same instance. So So there is that. But speaking of the other playoff games, though, Aside from Mars, too, you got Orange County playing El Paso, San Diego playing Phoenix, and then Uncle Rocas FC is playing against uh, Colorado Republic FC. So interesting matches. 
I think all across the board, if you guys get the chance to see other matches before ours or uh, catch the results, definitely stay tuned to that. Now, in the East, just a quick correction from earlier, Jared. So actually, Pittsburgh's playing Detroit. Birmingham was actually seventh place, so they were close. They, they were not ah. too far from, from being a potential uh, team they play against. But Tampa Bay's playing Birmingham Legion. Charleston Battery's playing Indy 11. And then Memphis is playing uh, Louisville City, which quite surprising to see Louisville City in fifth place. They're not even hosting the first uh, playoff match there. So good games on, on that side as well. But... Anything can happen, like what we always say, right? The curse of the first place team. Now, if there's any inspiration to go by, as much as I don't like to say this, Uncle Rokas FC was first place last year, and we know what happened with them at the end of the season, right? So there is the curse, but to make people feel better, sometimes that curse isn't a thing. It's all psychological. It's all like having that motivation inside of you. And if you are down in the scoreline, knowing how to respond to that is going to be really critical. And thankfully, our guys have been in that situation already when they played against the RGB Toros is one of the the clear examples here. And so hopefully, should that happen, they can remember that this happened before to us, but we just got to keep going. And heck, we could even get the win in regular time and not have to worry about moving on to extra time. All right, well... With that being I have said, one thing. Uh, wait, before you get to that, because <laughs> I didn't get as many points as you guys, so so suck it. Yeah, whatever. Um, I gave away three of the five gifts over the on Saturday, so Tina, Michael, and Nick all got their Pete's gift cards, and I just posted their pictures online because I took pictures with them getting their Pete's gift cards from us from me. And so it's on Instagram and Facebook. So I just thought I'd let you know that the, they they got and they were happy to get their gift cards, even though two of them live in cities where there is no peeps. So they will have to, you know, come when they come to Sacramento is when they'll be able to enjoy peeps. Tina was happier than a clam to get a peeps gift card. <laughs> so and I can't wait to meet Amber and Flip Philip. Sorry, it's Philip this this weekend and give them their their prices oh yeah like i said we really appreciate them participating there and everyone else who also sent us a message we really thank you for uh doing that and yeah thanks for sharing that yeah it's nice we, to highlight that we, yeah we love our contests <laughs> i mean and now speaking of contests we do love our contests there's a contest <laughs> that we have to talk about <clears throat> yeah which you're in good trim still sharing too because you're leading the way so i think uh i wouldn't worry too much too unless the team makes it deep into playoffs then might be a whole different story, but I know you wouldn't mind losing if uh, it means us being champion. <laughs> um, That's true. But, and we have to decide this before we talk about uh, our next prediction. Are we going to do a double or nothing in this next game? What, the first playoff? Yeah. Are we going to do two points for every category rather than one point per category? Do I feel like a sleight of hand, like like the magician just kind of pulled a, you know, said pick a card, any card out of the deck, and they knew which card. I mean, it's like... Do I feel that, Jared? Are you is it single point, or we're going to go double points? As often as I've gone to Las Vegas, I I know some uh, three card Monty when I see it. But <laughs> you know, it, it is kind of interesting. You know, I'm not exactly double? I'm not exactly opposed to it. I mean, especially <laughs> me being in dead last. <laughs> yeah, Luis just wants to win. This is, so so this is Luis's competitive side. Everybody, Luis Luis seriously. 
this is the only way he thinks he can win is by us doubling up the points. He's sitting there doing the math right now. He pulled out his calculator. He has his green visor on and he's doing the accounting. He's doing the math. I can see you doing the math right now, Luis, of what it would take for you to beat me. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, uh, it might seem that way. I'm actually writing my uh, predictions here just to have oh, it already okay, in place so here. Writing, so, so if you guys want to have that while I talk about the, how, we all did in this uh, last match again for playoff. We are actually also going to have extra time, no extra time, penalty Ugh. kicks. The categories we've had an open cup basically since we're now at a one match round. So uh, that's making a comeback. Extra time, yes or no, is the the category there. So you guys want to have that in mind there. But in this last match, uh, as Sharon mentioned earlier, me and Jared got most of the points. Now Sharon did get a point because we all guessed Miami getting the first yellow card, but. Jared and I had faith in Russell, just like I've had faith in Russell a few other times. But finally, the man delivers <laughs> and uh, gets us a point there. So me and Jared got two points and Sharon gets one point. So Sharon's leading the way, as I mentioned, 27 points. I have 23 points and Jared has 20 points. So not too far, especially if we do implement the role of Sharon's in agreeance with a double or nothing per category <laughs> kind of rule here. But let's also recall that we do have the bonus five points in three different categories here at the end of the season with the leader of most yellow cards, leading goal scorer, which in all likelihood it is going to be Russell. I I don't see that even changing, but we all guessed Russell. And then assist leader as well. And we're going to have to keep a close eye on that assist leader part because that could change a lot of things too. And Sharon might not end up being as good friends with Jack at the end of the season with that because <laughs> Darren and Jared guess Keiko, I guess Jack. And if we look at the overall statistics here in terms of assist leaders, Keiko has eight, Jack has six. This is why I'm saying if we make it deep into playoffs, if Jack manages to snag a, a few more assists here, a lot could change. Of course, if Keiko gets an assist, then <laughs> he continues to lead on. But that's that's right. not too far. But, Two assists away. But if you think about it, Roro is out for a chunk of the season, and now that he's been back, I mean, he also has four assists. He could jump up, but nobody picked him. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. But he would have, he would have to have four to tie against Skeckle, too. But it's something we need to keep a close eye on for, because this isn't just regular season. We established it's an entire season. So that's what we're really close in right there now. Leader of yellow cards, Jared said Luis Felipe, me and Sharon said Shane. And that that's a long ways out. I, I don't see that. I don't <laughs> see either of them getting it because, unfortunately, uh, Arnold got the title like we keep saying a long time ago. Now, Luther's trying to make case to maybe get close to them. Luther's got eight, Arnold has 12. But yeah, it's, in order for that to happen, Luther would have to get a yellow card in every single match and we'd have to make it up to the cup final. So let me ask you this, and this is almost a question for John. Now that we've entered playoffs, that last yellow would have caused, in regular season, Luther to sit a match. But now that we've moved into playoffs, is everything wiped out? I don't remember what we talked about because we already know this, but I don't remember it. Yeah, as far as accumulation, that's definitely a John question. I got a feeling if this yellow card he got means that he would be suspended a match, it would count. Now, leading into playoffs, I feel like the cards might be blinked out. I think that would be the only fair thing to do. But if if he actually has to serve a sanction because of a yellow card, I feel like it will be applicable to his first playoff match. 
we'll definitely get with John and, and see if that is the case or not. But I have a feeling it, it will count for playoff. Just like a, if some would have gotten a red card, it would have 100% counted for that. So, uh, yeah, I think that's no likelihood that's what's going to happen there. So that's all that's that. So let's keep a close eye on who gets those assists. Sure, we get a, a few goals in, in this match on Saturday. But let's guess our predictions here. Let's say the predictions for the match on Saturday. Again, 7 p.m. start time against New Mexico. Playoff time, first playoff match here. So, Sharon, is it going to be double or nothing? Are we establishing that? You know, I I don't care whatever you guys want. If it's If you both want it, that's do it. All right, so go ahead then, and as usual, give us the four categories, including now a fifth category with extra time, yes or no. So and, you want me to go first? Yeah, I think it's been a while since you've gone first, so let's have so you go first. I have us winning two to one, no extra time. First goal, Luis Felipe, because I've been saying his name all freaking thing long. I figured you know what, well, <laughs> be consistent and have Luis Felipe score our first goal but if he's not available for selection or doesn't you know make the field i got a row i row good old row he's my backup if uh something happens to luis this week because last time i picked Keko last match and he sat he didn't even dress so mm. thank goodness i had a backup you know somebody you know <laughs> back up to the backup and there was one more category what was it first yellow card so there should be five categories. Are there five categories? Yeah. No, there's only four. Oh, no, with extra time as well. So one, two, three, four. Yeah, the backup no, is no, a no, category. No. One of your categories is a backup scorer. There's a fifth category. And I think it's PKs. If we do go to extra time. Oh, oh, you we want to the PK? Because this year for Open Cup, we didn't have the PK category. That was last year. But we can add it if you want. I mean, only if you want to. Like, if right now I'm saying no extra time, but if we do go to extra time, is it PKs? And I say no. Okay. Yeah, we can do that too. Well, I'm over here kind of laughing in the background silently because, oh, no. and you, you could, I don't know if you could see there in the, in the camera, but Sharon, Uh-oh. we continue to think alike on a lot of these predictions. And that's why I read it beforehand. So that way it's not like he was writing it while he was saying. Okay. Um, well, well, we'll so, shout it out. Shout it out, Mr. Luis. So I say 2-1 Sac Republic win, but I say Russell gets the first goal. I'm going to have faith in him again since he got the goal here. And if he doesn't get the first goal or he if he doesn't see the pitch, then Roro uh-huh. is, is my backup. First yellow card, I say Sac as well. No extra time. And then should we go to extra time? I say yes to PKs if we do go to extra time. Okay. Jared. All right. I'm going to break the norm, although I know it's going to bite me in the backside here. I am going to say 1-0 Republic. And as far as my goal, I'm going to go with uh, Luis Felipe. And if he does not get a shot, and I'm going to sound like a broken record here, I'm going to go with Luther again, knowing he's got that energy. First yellow, I'm going to go with you know the club that's Already looks like yellow card, so New Mexico. <laughs> I am going to say yes for extra time, but as far as PKs, no PKs. All right. And just to make a clarification, so the PKs category will only become active only if we do go to extra time, of course. So that's that's how that category will, will work. So if we go to extra time, y'all, there will be more points to be thrown around and 
and it's going to make it even more interesting too. So we'll see, but we don't want extra time. No one wants that because as Sharon mentioned, our anxiety is already going to be at an all-time high. <laughs> when you got extra time, we know how that's like. We know when we played against Sporting Kansas City in the Open Cup, what that was like. And I don't want to go through that again, unless we, of course, win. I mean, that was really my most favorite celebration ever in the history of <laughs> Sac Republic celebrations. But it, it's just not good. Not good. Not good for our hearts either, too. I mean, it's, yeah. But that's how the Lord game knows, is, right? You got to have a winner. <laughs> Lord knows I'm going to be popping with cinder prills like they were Skittles. <laughs> Pressure pills, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have them handy. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say somebody needed those a couple matches ago. Was it Chris? Somebody in, in our chat group was talking about blood pressure. It's either Tina Tina or Chris. Yeah. I think it's someone that's here. They're pointing at themselves there. Yeah, no, no, it was you, but you were going <laughs> to you were going to let one of our other people borrow some of your blood pressure pills because they were they were yep, they, we yep. were all belly aching about blood pressure during the match, the away match. At RGB, maybe, right? I mean, RGB, was, yeah. yeah. RGB, <laughs> I think, yeah. RGB, we were like freaking out so, all together. You know? And it wasn't even a playoff match. So that's what I'm saying. Like, team, do the business in the 90 minutes. But let's just let's just get the win already, too, so that way we don't have to deal with uh, anything here. Now, Jared could get an extra point. So Jared won't mind probably if there's extra time should we win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... Interesting thing, y'all. It's always really awesome when, when we have one match off games here in this contest because there's more categories and we're out there. Some of us rooting for no extra time, others rooting for extra time. And then we see what happens. So lots can happen here. And anything, like I said, keep a close eye on that assist leader because that, that's going to define a lot of things. But at this point, I'm not going to add him yet until end of season, but we could almost already add our five points for for each one for Russell being the leading goal scorer. So. We all have faith in Russell, which is really nice, right? Because let's let's remember we said these before the season started is when we had these, and all we had really to go by was the preseason. And yeah, Russell snagged a few goals here and there, but we could have easily mentioned someone else, right, as the leading goal scorer. And it could have been someone else, right? It's not a guarantee. You can have a guy do really well in preseason, and that doesn't mean this guy's gonna be our leading goal scorer because it, it sure hasn't happened. In the past before so we took a chance but we all mentioned the same thing <laughs> there great well we will see what happens i know sharon's going to be really active uh, in the group chat reminding us of the points because i always forget to go back and check <laughs> that and and if she doesn't say it people around the stands will likely be telling sharon if uh <laughs> if she just got points just like they did that one other match <laughs> there so uh thank you everyone for reminding us too because Sometimes, especially me, I'll get too into the game that I'm not thinking the points in the contest or anything. I'm thinking I want whoever to score a goal and I want us to be winning. I don't care who it is. And and I want the scoreline to be as much goals as possible. So we are still wondering what happened with or what's going to happen in the event that we do move on. And I'll be curious to hear if like anyone hears anything. And we'll, we'll definitely mention if we hear anything of what the team is planning behind the scenes, right? Because you got to have these things planned out well, because in the event that you do win, you have a few days to sell tickets to the next match. And as far as I know, that Slander concert that is going to be going on, I think it's still going on. I haven't heard of it changing venue or having the potential of changing. So 
So there's that. So who knows what's going to happen if the game will be on Friday or Sunday. But I mean, of course, we all want us to move on. But I am really intrigued by that. I wish someone would give us an answer. And unfortunately, right, if we don't move on, we'll never know. But I would really like to know what's going on behind the scenes. So Sharon, if you hear anything, if you hear any rumblings, definitely uh, let us know. That would be good to to find out. I know even my sister had to ask, you know, is there going to be something competing should we advance after, when we advance after the 21st to the next round? It was like, oh, that's, that's such a good question. But, you know, they can't, they probably have backup plans for dates, but they can't, they can't do anything until after, you know, 10 o'clock or, or 9 o'clock on Saturday, the 21st will be, the bulletins will be hitting the pavement <laughs> and arrangements are going to be made, if you know what I mean. You think that once the match is over, should we win the match? They'll know. They're gonna already. They're, they're gonna already announce it right in there. Yeah. There. They'll they'll know what the backup plan looks like. They can't say now because uh-uh. they can't. So yeah, it's almost like the 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 minute we know we're we've won, it they'll they'll have that plan unfold. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it'll be. Yeah. Well, hopefully, regardless of what happens to him, and if we don't win, I'll be still curious to know what that plan was at some point, just to know what they had been thinking right all along too so hopefully someone can give us an answer just again no matter what happens because it's really disappointing again on cal expo's part to schedule something on a potential like game night considering playoff time is around that so i'm just saying it's it just it's a shame i'll be really curious to know what happens to uh after that and you know sharon we're going to be there asking questions and <laughs> if we don't see any posts come through be like all right what's going to happen What's happening? <laughs> Let absolutely, us know. Absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna be we're gonna be bugging the masses, Connor Sutton. <laughs> so get get ready. Yeah, yeah get oh, ready. But, yeah. By the way, let me give him a shout out too. And if you guys missed it, go go back on on the Sacred Public social media and check it out. But Connor, every year he always does the Halloween pranks. I gotta say, the one he did this year, hiding in the bushes, dressed up in, in like a bush outfit. I'm poi. I think this is probably my favorite one he's ever done. And if you guys oh, yeah. haven't seen it, go see oh. it. It's so funny. I think he got almost every single player and staff that walked by. Right. And, and Jared Timmer said, I shit my pants. <laughs> and Jack was- Kerr. Jack Kerr, what a mouth on him. Oh, yeah. Jeez. All the my boys. All the all the boys, all the it's okay, you know. I would have done the same. So that is one of my favorite pranks to pull when I was younger, and I used to prank the kids in the neighborhood and me and whoever else I lived with. Total pranks. My favorite one was putting a bunch of dummies in a line in a chair, two lines. They had to walk past the dummies, but I was one of them, and I would just subtly move, just ever so slightly. You would not believe how many screaming people I had departing and not even going for candy because all I did was just lean forward or, you know, they sense that they sense the movement because they, they, they know one of the dummies is, is going to be real. You know, I've even had kids come and kick all the dummies. You know, they, they look real. They, they just, they're human sized dummies. And I, those are my favorite ones. And Connor doing the bush, that is the same feeling of fright when something inanimate is not supposed to move and it moves. It's just, that's so scary. I would probably, I would probably drop, I would probably have to change clothes 
you know, after something like that. It is scary. It's scary. It's scary. Oh, we know Carlos was about to. We know Carlos was about to throw down for a moment there. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Carlos, if you check his social media, there's something fun going on with that man. <sighs> oh, what's going on? I haven't checked it about. Yeah, well, it's okay. We don't have to gossip about Carlos, but yeah, if you get a chance to, it, uh, hopefully it's still up. But it's it's nice. It makes me feel good for him. Okay, it's something good. All right, it's nothing. Yeah, it's something good. Definitely. Something okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm glad to hear that too, because you get to end the season, you don't know what you could see in those stories. <laughs> and you're right. like, mm, who's coming back next season? Who's gonna stay here? Okay, and all okay, that. okay. I'm gonna pause. Okay, I'm gonna see if you guys can see this. Can you see it? Okay. Is that uh, having a good time? Yeah, it looks like yeah. a at a concert, yeah. Yeah, so we'll just leave it right there. Good <laughs> job, Mr. Saldana. That's nice to nice to see. Yeah, I got. I always say with other players, gotta enjoy yourself, especially with the playoff time around the corner. Of course, train hard, but also have a lot of fun, right? And distract yourself. And then once that game day comes by, be in that game day mood and all motivated, especially having fun like that. Have that motivation in you. So yeah, glad yeah, to I see heard, him that way. I, I hear Russell has a hard time sitting still during you know the week because you know your brain is all on. So I imagine. So I'm volunteering Wednesday and Friday. I probably won't see anybody on Friday because they usually don't have the players do it on Friday. But I'm hoping I'll see one or two guys on Wednesday. If I will get you 10, it's it's going to be Russell just because he he needs something to keep mm-hmm. him. <laughs> no, that's good. And plus, I feel like it, when you're out doing community service, you feel really good about yourself and what you're doing. And for a player, they could channel, they could channel that energy into the match yeah. and feel like, hey, I made a difference in the community. Let me continue to make a difference here on the field, right? For uh, all the people out there too. So yep. that's good. That's why we really get good players every year. And I, I, I mean, greatly appreciate seeing the guys out there and, you know, helping out in the community, being involved in, in different things like that. And it's just really nice, right? You don't see it with a lot of teams being involved in the community and let alone seeing players also joining on the community efforts too. So once again, that's why we're, we're such a good, uh, community team that is all about the community not just in the front office but also with the players as well yeah but shout out shout out to the front office and kevin burdick for organizing all of all of that always the dude is is incredible for all the things that he organizes and i'm sure that some of the other front office staff are really glad that the shoot for your season (laughs) episode is over so there's going to be no more interruptions Okay, moving on. We're going to go across the pond now, everybody. So get in your boat, get in your plane. We're headed across the pond where Carmichael Dave currently is located. He's in the nice and rainy part of of England, northern England. And it's so funny, one of the gals, okay, there's a gal that sits in front of me. And she's, I think she's a Sheffield United fan or she's a Leeds, I forget which. But they're both in the north of, of England. The gal that sits in front of us and season ticket holder. And I asked her, I said, would you ever go back? And she goes, no, the weather is horrible. It's like, okay, said enough. I don't think I'm going to be moving to the north of England anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know. know. I mean, I that's know. exactly where Huddersfield town is. Come on. Town is in a very, very, the weather. Even when I was there, April, May, in May, there were days where it was rainy and it, was, it wasn't warm. I don't know. I'd be kind of down for, uh, down for that. 
I mean, granted, look where I'm at, but <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be down for that too because yeah, we get really hot days here, and as long as they don't say that it's hundred degree is right there, then I'll enjoy a game in in the rain as well. So for all of our, our listeners, Podcast Cat has been making an appearance. If you guys heard a little noise in the background, I had a feeling that that the cat was making an appearance here too. So uh, shout out to the cat for coming by. I think it's been a few episodes since her cat's been MIA. So welcome back. <laughs> but I'm looking at Huddersfield Town. Last match, they tied 0-0. The match before that, they lost 4-1. They're now sitting in 19th place out of 24 teams. Again, remember 22 to 24th place are actually the ones that get relegated down to uh, League One. So uh, they're in those dangerous positions when you're right there. They're only like three points away from the 22nd place there at QPR. So it's it's a little bit rough. Now, they did have that recent manager change. So it's going to take them probably some time to get adjusted to the new manager playing style and all that. But as always, you know, we're, we're out here cheering for them and all that. And we'll definitely be keeping more closer tabs on them as when our season ends, when playoff time is over for us. And we'll be having John back on. I know Sharon's mentioned a lot of you want to see John back on here, giving us regular updates on Huddersfield Town. And that's going to be more of a, a regular thing once again, playoff time is, is out the window for us. So, Right. And also props to... Jorge, we may be seeing more of him as well, you know, off and on with Elite Soccer Academy. There's, we're in, we're in the talks with them and we'll just leave it right there. But yeah, we've, we've got some real interesting people to come on and, and I'm going to throw it out there. I doubt she's listening. Really would love to see Meg Reyes get on our podcast. We'd love to hear more from her about what she thinks of our season so far. I'd love to get her on the podcast. So, you know, hopefully at some point in time we can we can tag her and, and have a little just a couple minute chat with her and see what she thinks about our season so far because she's really embedded in a lot of pro soccer. She's especially on the women's side, she's an incredible influencer, creative. She does a lot of work behind the scenes. Really just would love to see her get on one of our episodes. So I'll keep working. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and in the off season, like I've mentioned in the past two, we're going to be having more interviews. Last year, I think we were a little more uh, like on the slower side of getting some interviews, but uh, yeah. that's the plan is we're going to try and have uh, more of that so we won't stay quiet as much. And so that way uh, we bring in some people, we talk about just different things, not just like Republic people, also just people throughout the the Central Valley. Like we kind of did last year with some live shows too and, and all that. So uh Lots, lots going on. We're going to have a, a pretty busy uh, off-season with interviews, getting to chat with a few people and catching up with people we haven't heard of in a while. So I, I hope so. People do ask, oh, so do you take the off-season off? And it was funny because Tina knows us. And she's like, she answered it. She goes, they don't take the season off. They, they, don't, they don't have an off-season there on the podcast. And if I remember right, I and mean, we had opportunities with Todd and you know, our, our hundred episode. Oh you know, yeah. When you put that one together and Abby fine gold and, you know, so it was, it's, it's been great. Anyhow, I guess we're wrapping up soon. Yeah. Any last final parting words, uh, Sharon Jared, before we say good night and we just count the days till Saturday's playoff match. Monday night, sleep Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, five sleeps. We have five sleeps until game day. Five. 
So get some good rest and go Republic. What is this sleep you talk about? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a street drug, is it? <laughs> but, uh, also, for those of you that, that uh, are regulars on Discord, be sure to join the uh, fan base Sacramento Republic FC uh, server. We are doing, and by we, I mean the Sacramento Republic FC Discord server, are doing a voice chat, usually on Saturdays. They're definitely do, uh, doing one on this Saturday's match, so uh, just be sure to pull up the server. Uh, you'll find myself as well as uh, a couple other folks doing live voice chat. So yeah, I mean, if you're down for that, more more than welcome. Uh, or just chat through through the usual channels uh, at State Republic Twelve, or those of us in in our Facebook chat. Be sure to join as well and go Republic. Yeah, sexsoccerpod.com. Sorry. Yeah, sexsoccerpod.com is our website, y'all. If you want to go and check it out and uh, listen to our episodes and and all that there as well we hope to have some changes there on the website by the way for next year we might be adding some more content maybe some more articles but we're in the works of that we're trying to get a crew together too so putting it out there if any of you are writers and you really enjoy writing about psych republic about uslw about usl league one league two all that we're out there looking for you too. So if anyone's interested in uh, collaborating with us there on the website, that would be really awesome. And heck, also on the podcast as well. So for next year, we're trying to get people who are really invested in different uh, clubs here in the Central Valley to follow up on them, give us a report each week and you know, let us know more about what's going on because we can only keep so much tabs on things and sometimes games are at the same time. <laughs> and if you're one that could just focus on one club while we watch Sac Republic at the same time, that would really greatly help us out to know more about what's going on and, and all that. So just putting it out there, we're trying to grow the team for next season and trying to get more more fans involved here with the, the project that we have, that we've been doing actually now for almost three years. Crazy to, to think that. Almost three years ago, I, I put a trailer up that Michael and I did uh just announcing this new podcast that, that we were doing and then the first episode was I believe it was november 4th but sometime in that first week of november so uh lots has happened lots has uh, been going on we're trying to have a lot of changes go on next year and really good changes so okay i gotta digress speaking of the devil our our friend meg said when do you record again i'd love to join maybe after this weekend's game so we've got meg It'll be great to have her come on as a as an as a new voice. So yes, all right, sweet, awesome. There you go. Hey, right update right on the spot. So that that worked out great. Perfect timing there. Look, we're looking forward to Meg, and you know we'll tease that one all week long. You know we'll be in touch with with her. So that'd be great. You guys are gonna love hearing from her and some of her accomplishments in soccer and on the women's side. I mean, we're gonna definitely hopefully be gloating about the weekend and the results <laughs> you know so so okay yeah well again we're gonna hope for the best deal but no matter what happens after saturday we're proud of this club that we've been able to witness this regular season and be out there everyone let's pack the house if we sold out for a regular season game against miami we should definitely be selling out for this saturday because the guys are going to need all the support they can get and you know, times might get rough. We don't know. And we're going to need to be really loud supporting the team and maybe yelling at the ref too. Well, actually, 
No, for sure yelling at the ref. It's going to happen. Always. I'm sorry. Uh, especially on a playoff game. There's like, we're going to lose our voice. I'm just, regardless of what happens, I already know it. <laughs> anyway, everyone have a good night and you'll hear us next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Cue the music. And funny, during the week, I actually had a USL Unsolved Mystery that I probably should have written down, but I didn't. So unfortunately, we won't have a an Unsolved Mystery hosted by me again. <laughs> but but there was something. I just if, if it's not something that was critical to playoffs, then I'll mention it next week. And if not, then yeah, then it just won't get mentioned too. <laughs> so for all the listeners, just so you know, because... Uh, uh, of course, we don't post the video a recording of our podcast. But Sh- Sharon's cat was back uh, trying to uh, take a like a closer view of uh, one of her autographed Cyber Republic jerseys from uh, a few years back, one of the earlier uh, Nike jerseys there. And Jared was trying not to say anything. He was doing uh, like sign language of sorts. But it was just so funny seeing Jared pointing back there. Sharon kept talking about uh, uh, Meg Reyes, uh, as you were mentioning earlier. And yeah, that was just, uh, I was having a hard time not laughing. I was about to mute myself, just seeing Jared, like, pointing it and Jared not really seeing it. I, I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt uh, the, the monologue that she was giving, but I also wanted to, I also was trying to say, like, in a physical language, behind you, the cat is trying to get the flag or the, the kit. She's, she's always, she's always trying, she's out. this is a little tiger stripe little girl. They're both uh, rebellious cats. They're they're in, they're just in their second year of life. They've already passed their first birthdays, and uh, yeah. So this is uh, I'm dealing with teenagers. <laughs> they're testing the boundaries.